0: hello 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 my kings and queens this is your girl d
1: and i'm jay welcome to our second episode of unapologetic with j and d
0: for those of you are, that are listening please be sure to follow us on instagram at unapologetic with j and d if you have not already please be sure to like and follow us on spotify and apple music to receive updates when new episodes are released
1: all right today so today we want to have a, a candid discussion all right our topic today is kitchen table we want to have a candid discussion about how the circle that you surround yourself with can help you or hurt you. All right. So we're going to talk about, but we're also going to raise some awareness. I'm sure a lot of you have heard um, the YouTubes. You've heard various people cover it. You've heard people raise awareness for Shanquilla Robinson, um, her story, her unfortunate story and everything that happened to her when she traveled to um, Del Cabo, Mexico with six of her friends. So what I'm going to do is cover a little bit on what happened to her, just stating the facts. And then we're going to talk some more about what it means to have a true circle around you, people to look out for you. So so in October of 2022, Shankuela headed to Del Cabo, Mexico with six of her friends. She reached out to her mom beforehand, um, told her that she felt a little bit odd, but that she was going to go there for her friend's birthday the six of them were going to have a blast there and um, that she was going to keep up with her mom there and share any pictures. Uh, Within 24 hours after that, unfortunately, she was dead. Uh, During that time frame, within the 24 hours, her friends, her so-called friends called her mom and they mentioned to her that she was sick from alcohol poisoning. And her mom was confused. She's like, Um, How do you guys understand that she's sick from alcohol poisoning? You just told me that the doctor's on the way. Who diagnosed her with alcohol poison? But there was no answer. 24 hours later, her friends reached back out to her mom and said that, unfortunately, an ambulance came to try to resuscitate, but that they were unsuccessful. They finished off the rest of their vacation, the rest of their whole planned vacation, and they went back actually left Shanquella's body in Mexico and went back to go visit her mom. They mentioned to her mom how, you know, they tried to help as much as they could and that they were sorry. Shortly after this, Shanquella's mother received an anonymous phone call from someone stating that it wasn't, in fact, alcohol poisoning that she had died from, but that she died from a fight. In fact, it was her friends, her six friends, that fought her. And shortly after this, the video surfaced all over social media showing her friend, Dijanae Jackson, fighting her and her other friend's recording. In fact, egging it on. Shortly after this, another report came out in Mexico and they said, in fact, she didn't die from alcohol poisoning. She died from a neck and spinal injury. So, can imagine this this girl was headed to Del Cabo she was headed there to visit her to spend time with her friends uh, her her mom was a little bit worried about it she felt a little bit on edge but she trusted that her best friend was there and her other friends and that they were going to take care of her now you guys have heard various other things uh, covering this story. I will make sure that we don't state anything that we don't know for fact. fact um, There's other things about who has gotten arrested and things like that, but we don't know that for sure things that we can make um, an assumption for one Mainly that her friends did not cover any kind of thing in social media They didn't mention when they got to Del Cabo. They didn't do any kind of celebration. No video. No, nothing so I'm sure all of you guys can agree That's very, very odd that someone would go on a birthday celebration and not cover any kind of anything on social media. Uh, so before we get into the, the um, discussion on friendship goals and what it means to be a friend and what we should look out for, I just want to get you guys' input on everything that happened with her. So, I mean, to me, um,
0: with the whole... A story about Shanquilla robinson i mean it's very unfortunate that you know the events that did transpire it it went down that away the way that it did right um and it makes you you question whether or not there was any loyalty there in the first place um prior to you know her going down down to cabo and you know the reason why we call this episode the kitchen table is because we wanted to talk about what it means to establish um a platonic relationship and you know what the true meaning of friendship uh is especially as you um as you grow um as you begin to change um from adolescence all the way to adulthood because those friendships do change right your your needs and wants as a person they change and you tend to gravitate different people um, in your life and you, with that, it brings about different relationships. And I do believe that relationships are like, excuse me, I do believe friendships are like relationships in the sense that, you know, they are transactional, um, and they do come with a level of, of heartbreak and they do, you know, come with a level of commitment. Right. Um, but at the end of the day, it's, who do you, who do you lean to when you're going through your, your roughest patches and who do you turn to, um, when times get hard, right? It's, it's typically your, your real friends. It's typically your day ones, a ones, right? And, you know, in this situation, I don't know about you, but if I'm going on vacation, especially with with my road dogs, it's gonna be people that I trust. It's gonna be people that I know for a fact they're gonna have my back no matter what. No matter what situation we get in, you know, like we're gonna go through the through the gutter together at the end of the day, right? Um, and I feel like she didn't have that. She didn't have and and I I mean, we can't sit here and say like what type of relationship she had before she went to Kaaba, But just based on the story, um, there's no way that those individuals were her her real friends and had her best interests at heart. You know, I know if anything were to happen to me when I was on vac- when I'm on vacation, right? The first thing that my friends, at least the ones that I hold dear, dear at heart, I mean, they would make sure that I'm out of harm's way. And at no point would they, you know, record anything, any incident like that, um and you know, even allow things to get to that point. You know, if it's you and a bunch of friends that are out, um, typically, you would want to stop stuff like that from escalating and from getting to that point. And it's like, you know we're in a day and age where social media is a, a a very popular thing um so for that recording to happen that that's a no go in itself um and the fact that they went about, you know, lying to her to her mom and telling her, you know, that situation like that is another trigger, that's another red flag, you know um so i think it's disheartening knowing that that experience um happened for her and and you know she had to to go through that and the friends that were bystanders you know that that's another issue in itself like why didn't anybody jump in why didn't anybody say like you know why are we allowing this to escalate that far and then on the top on top of that the the guy and if you guys saw the video the guy that's recording it he's sitting there saying like you know aren't you going to hit back and stuff like what? Like, you see her, mm-hmm. you know, basically struggling and, and and not, you know, gaining any type of dominance. Why didn't you jump in and try to stop that situation from even escalating to that point? Even when they started arguing, you know, and words were being thrown, why didn't he or, you know, her other friends just be like, hey, like, there's no need for us to take it this far. Let's just sit down, have a conversation like adults, and try to settle whatever the conflict was. Um, So again, the real intention of this episode is to really sit and and ask, like, when is it that you realize that the friendships that you have are toxic? When is it that you have to let go of those relationships relationships and and realize that hey like it no longer serves me any well um Mm -hmm. you know relationships are transactional um unfortunately but the reality is that it is right so when do you when do you sit with yourself and say like hey this relationship um is no longer good for me this relationship again no longer serves me um it is no longer contributing to my overall well-being as a person and and I too may not be contributing to it in the best way that I can um and it's over and it's it it's you know time for me to to move on and I think it's in this situation we see a lot of that right where she could have potentially saw red flags, but dismissed them and and still proceeded to, you know, make the decisions that she did. So um, before we continue on with this discussion, I just want to introduce the two guests that we, we have. Uh, we have our girl Dina and my girl Trudy here. I'll have them jump in and just give a pre- brief introduction about themselves. And then we'll carry forward with the discussion and see their opinions on the Shik- the Shikula Robinson uh, story. So, Dean Trudy, if you're on the line, please hop on and just you know introduce yourselves and tell us a little bit about you and and what you do. Well, hey guys, um, my name is Dina. Um,
2: so, I am currently working at Ernst and Young as a financial planner. And on the side, I do some hair. Um, I do have a braiding page that you guys can all follow at nor.pl. Again, that is at nor.pl on Instagram. Um, I'm highly interested in this conversation right now because uh I honestly the details that you shared, Jay, I didn't even know all that. So Mm -hmm. that just that shook me a lot. So I'm just gonna let Trudy handle her introduction and I'm getting to some (laughs) things.
3: Hey everybody, my name is Trudy. Uh, right now, I currently work as a claims associate for farmers, and I also do nails on the side. I'm starting off my journey, so if you do want to follow my journey, you could go ahead and follow my page on Instagram at Polish and Rose, and also tune into my YouTube. I will be posting very soon. It's called Trudy and Rose.
0: So, ladies, you heard Jay Spill about, you know, the Shanquilla Robinson story. You heard my opinion. What are you guys' opinion on what what transpired? Something like this,
2: I realized when I got older, especially with friendships, adult friendships, when stuff like this happen, it stems a lot from jealousy. And that's what I think that happened with Mm -hmm. Shanquilla and her friends, because from what you just described, from even the guys still recording the situation, it, it clearly shows that you guys have secret animosity towards this girl. Like, mm-hmm. because at one point you telling me that not one person thought like, you know what, let me go help her because clearly she can't defend herself at this very moment. Then on top of that, y'all didn't care or didn't even think about how the mother would feel after losing her child. Because at this point, you guys knew that she was no longer awake or alive. So you you didn't care. So it was secret animosity. And I feel like a lot of relationships, especially because of Instagram and because of, um like you said, the social media everyone shares what they do on these platforms. And I feel like that triggers a lot of people that don't have specific things that other individuals have. So mm-hmm. it, it shows and it stems from a lot of jealousy. And who's to tell that she didn't have stuff that they didn't want? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I feel like it, it was already planned. I, I, you know, again, I'm not too sure, but from what has been said, I feel like they already had secret hate towards this girl. Like It was already in their head Like at any moment. Yeah, if anything pop off, yeah, we're just going to kill her. I, I think that's what happened. That's my opinion from from what I have understood from what you said.
3: And to piggyback off of what uh, Dina said, um, also, like, when you're in with a group of friends, and let's say, I don't know how the fight started, but let's say they got into an argument. If you're within a group of friends, somebody could have been like, all right, we're not going to let it get it too far. I'm going to just, like, get in the middle and cut this out. Like, y'all don't have to be arguing. We on vacation. Let's have a good time. And even when they started fighting, somebody could have been like, all right, y'all break it up like we all supposed to be friends you all supposed to be here having a good time celebrating whoever birthday it was you know what I'm saying so like Shadina said I think it was them from jealousy and I think they were just waiting for a moment just to attack her and you know they could have went about it totally different first of all calling her mom you didn't have to lie so clearly that's a cover-up point blank period
1: okay and so a lot of speculation, right? So we know we know certain things to be true. We know facts. And then we know some of the other stuff in there that people talked about. One of the things um, I mentioned, the social media, that it's kind of odd that these people that were so active on social media all this other time, all of a sudden has a huge birthday celebration planned and not one of the six says anything about traveling there, arriving, or celebrating anything. Um, someone else also speculated that so the video if any of you saw the video, it's, it's a lot to take in but oh it's very the, disturbing it's, it's very disturbing, disturbing. It is. She, she actually was naked in the video so a lot of speculation was that she was in the middle of like a bath or something and they just pulled her out at her most vulnerable time and that's possibly why she responded or didn't respond she probably was in shock more than anything so they possibly could have gotten her at her most vulnerable moment where she's in front of all these six people and this girl that she thought was her friend was beating her and her best friend her best friend is actually the one that was recording the video according to her mom was the one saying at least why can't you fight back Mm. it's a lot to take in i do want to say in regards to what d said
2: earlier she said that We don't go on vacations with individuals that, you know, we don't feel protective with. Mm -hmm. But I would like to add on sometimes betrayal, you wouldn't even see it with somebody that you seem really close. You know what I'm saying? Like when you're friends with these group of people, I'm pretty sure she didn't have in her mind like, oh, my goodness. You know, let me keep looking over my shoulder because I know they're 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 the type to like, you know, set me up. Like sometimes that's how like when you said the whole relationships with friendships, you get you'll really get heartbroken from your friends because sometimes you the least the last person you would think would really tear you apart would be somebody that you literally would die for. You know what I'm saying? Like that's very sad. Like you wouldn't think and I I don't think the last thing that would happen which she would think is that, oh well, yeah, they would set me up. So I think that that right there, mm mm.
0: So that brings up a good, I mean, that brings up a good point, right? Like a lot of times we tend to, like I said before, we tend to dismiss red flags. How do we go about addressing those things when they, when they pop up? Because typically we turn a blind eye to them and that's when hope comes in and we start to believe like, you know, oh, this person doesn't mean, you know, bad for me. And Uh and we do the same things in relationships, you know, Uh um, so, like, at what point do we say, like, this, this relationship, this platonic relationship is not good for me and is not serving me
1: well? So, I, I think, and I know we can all agree, that mm-hmm. a lot of times we have, right, we, if we use our discernment. So, if you think about what Shanquilla's mother said, she said that she actually felt very uneasy about going on this trip. Before she mm-hmm. went, but she said she was going to go anyway because her best friend was going. Mm-hmm. They, she mentioned about not going, but, you know, they encouraged her to go. So to answer that question, but also I want to get some more input on that. I think that it's very, very important that we use our discernment. I think it's like mm-hmm. our inner conscience telling us
0: mm-hmm.
1: when something is not right and it's up to us to be able to to listen to that. Um, and possibly not listening to that could turn into something very unfortunate. But what are uh, the rest of your thoughts? I
2: agree with that. Sometimes, you know, God will send signs in different ways. And especially, you know, honestly, you really got to take the cue from your mom, Dukes, because like your mom really knows certain stuff that you can't tell. When I was younger and I used to bring specific friends to my house, my mom would just, just give the cold shoulder. And I used to just be like, you know, lighting up, girl. Like you know, kiki a little bit. Like you know, but it wasn't my mom. You know, being shady. It was her, like being real. Like I just don't sense good energy from them. And you know that topic with energy. That's a big thing because mm-hmm. I didn't realize. Like sometimes when I used to just show up to events, and I'm like, oh, I just don't like that person. But it's just our energies just didn't click. It just didn't like match at all. You just got a bad vibe from that person. <laughs> so honestly, sometimes you really just got to take that. That thing you get from your mom and take it seriously
0: because yes. you know it
2: might it might you might think it, she being shady, but for real she being the realest person on your team for real. Shout out right. to Patricia, truth. Right.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but um, about the red flags, you know, I think as humans, sometimes we just overlook them. I know for me, sometimes like if I see, let's say, I have a friend if I and I see red flags up here. Sometimes I'll notice them, you know, I won't say anything, but I'll just keep observing the person. i am be like, okay, I already see this red flag. I'm going to keep observing. I'm, gonna... And I don't say nothing. That's my fault. I guess sometimes you just be like, okay, maybe, I don't know, maybe just was having a bad day or I don't know. You just make an excuse for them because you kind of see that the good within them, like you said. So sometimes it's just hard to address those r- red flags, but it could be beneficial because that can determine, all right, should I walk away? Should I not from the friendship? And most likely you should walk away if there's more than like three red flags that's apparent.
0: So then with that being said, what actually defines a true friend? Mm. Mm-hmm. That's a good question.
2: A good friend for me, because, you know, I just think that that's someone that supports you Um, when you're down and you need somebody like a shoulder to cry on. That's somebody you can call. It's never no judgment, you know. Yes. When I say no judgment, I mean, I still want you to, you know, tell me about myself, but, you know, with with specific things that might happen in my life, I don't want you to give me like the side eye, like, come on, girl, like, you know, but someone like that. um, And then just somebody that's always loyal. Like, you never switch up when you get around different type of people. Like, that's a good friend,
3: at least for me. Yeah, I think a good friend for me, I think it's. And a good friend in a relationship, somebody I could generally be myself around and vice versa. Oh, yes. If yes. we can't be comfortable around each other, like Shadina said, no judging, no nothing. And we, we could just be ourselves. That is what's important for me someone that has my back and vice versa, and someone that's just caring and like I know I can count on them no matter
1: what. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, I agree with both of you. To me, a friend is defined as someone who's caring. 100 uh, percent loyal. be honest with me, tell me when I've messed up, tell me when I'm doing great. Mm-hmm. Encourage me, be my cheerleader. Yes. And when I and when I make mistakes, I don't need judgment. I, me, I need you to guide me and mm-hmm. give me sound advice right Sound advice is one of the things I really look at as true friends. But be there for me through it, not chastise me or anything like that. Yes, that's, right. that's what I define as a true friend. Yeah, for me, it's just transparency. Like I,
0: I look for transparency. I want somebody to give me the hardcore truth, Um, you know, regardless of whether how it's going to make me feel. Just let me know what's up. Like at the end of the day, just be real, just be authentic and just be you.
1: Mm-hmm. Like just
0: be you. It's it's the same thing when it comes to relationships, right? Like I don't want you to like. It's similar to what Dina said. I don't want you to change up when you're around other people because at the end of the day, that that's fake love, mm-hmm. you know. And I can't I can't trust you in every situation that I may be in in my life. And somebody that's gonna show up too. Like I hate wishy washy people. Mm-hmm. Um, people that just want to be in the limelight but don't want to go through the dirt with me.
3: At the end of the day,
0: like, I'm not always going to have good times, right? I'm not always going to be at my best. I'm not always going to be at, at my high. But what I want to know is that I have somebody that's going to be behind me and that's going to stick with me. Um, and that's going, like Jay said, that's going to continue to root for me and continue to encourage me and tell me, like, hey, like, you know, you may be second now, but keep pushing. Keep doing what you do because you have the gift, you have the talent, and God is God got you. Like keep going, keep striving. Um, and that's what I look for in in a real friend. And and I'm gonna be honest, a lot of the friends that I grew up with, I don't have now.
1: Mm -hmm. You know?
0: That's a fact. That's a fact. When you I feel like as you grow into your adult years, I could count like five people that are truly like my best, best friends that I know. Mm -hmm. Uh-huh. At any given point, I could call on them and I can be like, hey, like, I, I need you. I need you to to show up. And again, that's that's my main thing is just showing up. Um, and, and that goes into my next question is like, how do you know that you have transitioned in the relationship that you once had with that person, even if you've you know, known them since you were two you know, and you grew up with them, how do you know that that relationship is over and you need to let that relationship go? Um, and it no longer is is worth your time and no longer serves you in the capacity that you need. And how do you deal with that? You know because like I said before, like friendships, you know ending friendships are like ending mm-hmm. a, a relationship because you've mm-hmm. built so much attachment to that. To that person, you mm-hmm. have you shared so many experiences with that person. So, how are you able to deal with that? So I
3: I can't answer your question. So I think you will know when a, a friendship is over when the vibes are just off. Like you know something you could just tell something is lacking. Like either there's like no communication. Or like the person isn't showing up for you how they used to. It's just, and then something just doesn't feel right. And then you address it and it just doesn't change. And then the way you like walk away and deal with it, like you said, it's like literally grieving a relationship. And like my therapist told me like when you grieve a relationship, it's it's like basically like dealing with a death. Like you have to go through those grieving those grieving motions like all right you're gonna be angry, you're gonna be sad, and then you you get to accept it and then forgive that person and then you're able to move on from it.
1: Absolutely.
2: Um to piggyback off what she said and to add a little bit, um with my childhood friend and me growing up as an adult and my as I'm twenty seven now, I like peace. I love Mm -hmm. peace. Mm -hmm. It's no way we about to turn 30 and your life is still chaotic. So if you are a chaotic individual and you have too much going on and it's giving love and hip hop every day, we go out because I can't do that. Like I, my piece needs to just be, you know, healthy. And I, th- I feel like some people, they don't know how to, you know, grow out of that sometimes, especially with being in the hood. Unfortunately, like they don't know how to differentiate sometimes how to just, you know, grow up. It's sad to say, but I just like my piece. And I feel like if it's, starting to become a burden and it's going too much going on, then I just have to go. And that's what I did. I just removed myself from that situation. Yes, it hurt because you just want to help everybody. And I feel like that's what I have in my soul. Like, I just want to help and fix everyone. But at the end of the day, if the person don't want to
1: change, you can't change them. And that's what I learned as I grow older too. Absolutely. And I think that using that discernment that tells you when it's time to move on, because all friendships have a time and place. And some could be forever. Some okay. could be during your childhood. Some come at the right time. I know for me, um, there's been times where friends, true friends were revealed at like some of my most challenging times in life. And I wouldn't have known that unless I was going through that challenging time. And because it revealed, my, revealed itself, you know, now we're great friends. But I think that the time and place, you'll understand when when those expectations that you have for what is a defined as a true friend in your life when it's not serving you anymore that particular friendship, that's when you know that it's, you know, time to move on. So next question I have for you guys are like what are some of your expectations? I know we talked about it a little bit, but what are your expectations for having friends?
2: A little like you said, just having somebody in your corner, um, someone that's always gonna show up. And I'm the kind of friend that I will hope they will understand as well. Like we don't need to speak every day to be friends. That like because I yeah. feel like a lot of people don't understand that that they feel they need to speak to their best friend every mm-hmm. day. And I feel like if we speak every day, girl, then what are we gonna talk about when I talk to you next? Because you just told me <laughs> what happened yesterday, so we're not gonna have nothing to talk about today. But I feel like as an adult, that that that's a good key thing to know as adults. Friendships we cannot speak every day because life is. It has a lot going on, especially when working your nine to five, then still trying to do, you know, your side gigs or go to the gym or whatever you do on the side. It's kind of hard to still maintain those relationships on a day to day basis. So I feel like if you have that good understanding that would be something that I would expect that they will understand for me.
3: Yeah. And, um, you know, I think my expectations is just I expect the person to be loyal. And I think the biggest thing for me is respect.
0: Mm-hmm
3: because once that you know we we don't have respect for each other like what do we have like you know what i'm saying and I've, i always think in my mind like you know my friends will always treat me the way i treat them but sometimes it just don't work that work out that way and it hurts but like you know things happen Here we go.
0: yeah I, I definitely agree with you true i mean respect is key right in any relationship um uh-huh. And I I think it just boils back down to, to honesty too. Like, I want my friends to be honest. Like if I'm going to pour myself and give myself to, and commit to that relationship, then I would like the same in return, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, And I think I agree with, with D too. Um, At the end of the day, it boils down to, you know, understanding where we are in life and understanding what obligations we have, you know, regardless of whether we have a family, you know, we are in school, we have, you know, other obligations that we want to tend to after, you know, our work life is over. Um, just knowing that, you know, we, again, we may not speak every day, but know that there's no, there's no love lost. There's no time lost. Like when we do speak, it, it, it's the same feeling. Feelings are mutual. (laughs) Um, And we get back on the same page of doing what we do, Um, so I think that's that's important to to know and that's important to to maintain.
1: Absolutely, I have this friend, and we both are hitting hard with our goals this year. Half the time we can't even talk on the phone, but we send voice notes to each other because we can't talk all the time. And that's what I think about when uh, when you guys mention like your definition and your expectations. We can't talk every day. Uh, but we make sure that we touch up, you know, touch in and check in with each other, and make sure that we're doing good. Um, and that's how we do it. Shout out mm-hmm. to Nef. <laughs> um, but that's you know, you just have to find your ways to be able to to be able to connect with your friends. We all have lives, we all have um, families, kids, careers, goals in general. So you know, it's just it's about finding ways to connect. I have a question for you guys, though. So, have you ever been in a situation to where you realize in the midst that your inner circle or your friends that were around you that they weren't rooting for you? Oh, like, yeah. How did you deal with it? Ooh. <laughs> yes. Um.
3: Yeah. So... <laughs> 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 that experience before it was just like one i felt the person was always trying to compete with me so anytime i would you know tell her like one of my accomplishments it would never be like any excitement any like congratulations no type of nothing it was just like oh okay and it was just like girl like <laughs> what's what's going on but anytime you know <laughs> if it were her i'll be the one oh i'm so happy for you etc cetera, etc cetera, you know being a good friend And it was just, like, always a one-sided thing. Even anytime she went through something, it was, like, she would always, like, dump her issues on me. But anytime it came, you know, anything to do with me, it was, like, she wasn't there to listen. She wasn't there to comfort me. Same thing with my accomplishments. So it was a lot. Um, I haven't
2: experienced that just yet. Um, I I got the, um, the competition, but that's another reason why I think I cut off my friend, too, is just because... I felt like there was secret animosity towards like she always thought that we had to compete. Um, but you know, I'm not in a competition with anybody because I'm I give main girl main girl energy, so that just is not my vibe. So no. <laughs> but that's, that's my main character in my life, so that's that's just not
0: going to happen. Sorry. But I and think sometimes competition could be healthy, though, right? Like if you are. Um... You two are competing with each other, but it's a it's a in a healthy way. Whereas you're pushing that person to not settle for, um, no, that
2: competition is in with regards to goals. Now that I understand, but if we're competing in because okay, I got the new Telfizi, and then next minute, oh well, I got the uppity. (laughs) Why? No, girl, this is not a no, no. I'm not. I'm not competing with you about a (laughs) Telfer.
3: Yes. And, and when <laughs> girls do that, what they do is they try to, you know, get some more information, like, out of you. That way they could up, like, one-up you. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. Like, it's like, oh, well, what are you trying to do next? What are you trying to do next? And then they go and turn around and do the same thing or try to do more just to, like, compete with you. And it's just like, why are you being weird? <laughs> and that's where stems the
2: secret animosity towards jealousy. Because then it's just like, are you jealous of what I have? Like, do you secretly want to be me? Like, that's what goes through my mind. Like, I'm just like, okay, no, this is weird. little. Yeah. Okay. I understand that. But like goals wise of course, yes, we should, we'll always be, you know, trying to be the best person that we could be together. You know what I'm saying? Why would we want to stop one another from getting to the bag? Like, we should both be getting to the
1: bag. (laughs) I get you. (laughs) (laughs) Have you guys ever had someone try to compete with you on relationship goals? Oh, No. No? No never no, had that before no, no, no. have you guys have that so relationship I, goals? yeah like, i actually had i had so i had two friends um one so one friends one couple mm-hmm. they were just known for posting things on social media but it was just their love they shared their love for each other and they they wanted to share the world well i had another friend that was like actually super upset with that and she actually used to get on her boyfriend all the time. She's like, "Why aren't we? Why aren't we posting stuff on social media? Why aren't we posting pictures at the beach together? Why aren't we posting pictures having drinks and stuff together?" And it actually turned into like crazy amounts of animosity uh where the first friend didn't know that the second one was having all this jealousy and being a huge falling out all because the one girl wanted what she saw on social media and she wanted to be able to have that same effect on people.
0: But it's different. A lot of
1: insecurities
0: in -hmm. in the relationship, more so than you know, it having to do anything with the the friendship. Yep, absolutely. In my opinion.
2: Let me say one thing, and this is for the listeners as well. Do not be jealous about the people that post their relationship on 100 percent Because at the end of the day, you do not know what they're going through behind that screen, okay? Honestly, I've seen a dozen relationships up there about people buying them. But you don't know. This man could be outside dating everybody. So it's just yeah, like, aspects. and I'm not saying, you know, what. I don't want you to go check your anybody's man and be like, so you cheated on me because you post me. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. But <laughs> I'm saying, you never know what's happening at home. So you could be jealous all you want, but everybody has issues. Relationships go through different types of things. So don't True. be jealous for anybody's relationship. Be happy for what you have. Be thankful for what you got that's all i gotta say
3: no that's true and people use social media as a mask so they only want to portray all the good things that's going on in their life you've never seen nobody post something bad that's going on never but when people try to compare themselves to that it's just like you're just driving yourself crazy for no reason like just living your truth live live your life you don't have to always like see what the other person got going on because nine times out of ten is nothing really going on
0: that's a fact that's very true so I, I was reading uh, Michelle Obama's new book, right? And in, one of, the, <laughs> and in <laughs> one of the chapters, she was actually talking about friendships. And I'm, I'm going to quote this right quick. She says, the simple truth is that making a friend involves taking risks, which of course means swallowing a little fear. Do you guys believe that is true? Do you guys believe that you take risks in establishing the friendships that you do with other people?
3: Yeah, friend. First of all, making friends are is hard. At least for me, it is because I'm very shy when it comes to meeting new people. So like, I'm like a little fearful because it's like, oh my god, like I don't even know what I'm gonna say because I'm not the type of person to just walk into like, hey, my name's Trudy, you want to be my friend? Like, no, it's 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 not like that. Reality, first of all, and I'm just too shy to even do that. So yes, I it is true. Like when making friends, it is a risk because you don't know how that person is. You don't know how they're going to treat you. Like, you don't know. You just don't know. Yeah, so
2: do you think
0: projection is also real when it comes to friendship?
2: Yeah. I don't know. Maybe because I've never experienced it. Maybe that's why. But um, I think that's more like, I don't know. I can't really speak on that. Well, Dean,
0: I know you more to be a social butterfly. So I don't think you have those problems. I think for me and Trudy, yeah, I could relate to Trudy because I'm more so of an introvert. So it is very difficult to try and establish friendships. I think nowadays I've I've done a little, I've grown a little more in that sense where I'm yeah. able to have um, conversations and I'm able to put myself out there because I realized that, you know, being an adult is difficult to establish the type of friendships that I want. So you have to actually put yourself out there in order to, you know, have people speak to you. Um. So yeah, I, I think I, I can relate to to that question in a sense that is very risky. Um, trying to an establish, trying to establish a friendship, um, because you are being vulnerable, you know, right. um, and you also are taking a, a risk and, you know, kind of same thing like
1: when you do with 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 dating. Um. So yeah. Someone once asked me if I was afraid of being hurt. In general, though, we were just having a conversation, and they asked, "Are you afraid of being hurt?" But in friendships or relationships, right? Because for me, naturally, I'm an introverted person. But when I get to know someone, then you know that's when people see me come out of my shell. But I realized that that in order to be in order to get to know people, you have to be able to come out of your shell. You have to when you're first meeting people. And so I thought about that question for a while, and my answer. Would have in the past been yes, and that was the reason why I was an introvert. But now, I feel like the answer is no because you never know what you're going to experience unless you put yourself out there to be able to make a friend, and learning about them and allowing to be able to be open and share about yourself is how friendships are built. So if you're always keeping yourself closed in, then how does that person how is that person ever able to truly get to know you? So you know, I thought about that, and, and it's true. We definitely have to put ourselves out there, but it's for me personally, it's a work in progress um, as far as doing that. Well, I have
2: a question for you guys. I know this is a little bit off um, what we had planned, but as because I, I I like I'm the person that usually you know starts the conversation. I'll go speak to a terrible maybe if it's if it's willing to talk. Like you know, what I'm saying I'm just like to talk. <laughs> So oh, as, <laughs> as an introvert, what would you think will really get you out your out your shell when you meet like you know someone new, or if you're just saying you're at the bar, or if you're just out getting dinner by yourself and you just you know let me go talk to that person. What would push y'all to go have that conversation with someone
3: else?
0: I think. Um, um, oh, okay. go ahead, True. Go ahead.
2: Not all I I want.
3: (laughs) I think for me, like, I'm not a, I know myself, I'm not a conversation starter. Like, let's say if I'm just sitting at the bar, I'm not going to go up to somebody and start a conversation. It's always been a struggle for me. But if somebody starts a conversation with me, like, I'm okay from, like, taking it from there. I'm okay holding up the conversation. And if the vibe, like, I can sense, like, the vibe is good, like, I can, I can talk my head off. But as far as starting uh, like up a conversation, I just I just can't do it. I don't know why.
0: Yeah, I feel that. Um, but for me though, I'm a very observant person. And I'm also like treating in a sense where I go off for energy. So like I think, you know, um energy projects right right off the back, right? So you can tell whether or not you will click with this person or not. Mm-hmm. And nine times out of ten, um you know, if somebody approaches me, and I'm I'm intrigued by them, and I want to get to know them, then that in itself is what stems me to actually open up and have a conversation with them and try to get to know them more. Now, in a different sense, if I'm not at all interested, or their energy is off, then nine times out of 10, I would, you know, shut down a conversation and not even entertain it. Um, Mm -hmm. But again, like I said, I'm a very observant person. So for me, if I'm like at a bar or whatever, and I, you know, happen to see somebody that's doing something that is of of similar interest to me, then I might just go up to that person and just have a conversation um, with them about whatever it is that they may be, may be doing. Um, and then we just go from there. So I guess in that sense, I'm a little bit more open to um, putting myself out there and just having conversation because I'm also, the type of person that likes to learn stuff. So, um, I'm willing to take a chance when it comes to that. But other than that, I think I am like, like Trudy, where it's like, you know, um, the other person kind of has to start the conversation in order for me to really inject and be in it, you know?
1: i am um, I don't know. I can go either way. So. Usually when I go into a bar or in any kind of new situation, people initially would see me as being very quiet. And it's it's not that I'm quiet. I just sit back and I read the room and I observe. And then there's other times where, you know, once I've like read the room and observed a little bit, usually I'll be the conversation starter or I'll say something or I'll um, make a small remark to someone. And if they continue on with the conversation then usually that's how um they'll get my attention
0: okay okay (laughs) do you guys think um friends provide a sense of home oh yes
2: i feel like especially if it clicks with your culture your backgrounds where are you from? If you could connect in that way, it definitely will feel like home. Like, I have my um bestie, NTSC. Uh, His name is Ozzy. He's from Belize as well. Like, we connected on that because I didn't find a lot of people that came from Belize. So that was an instant, like, oh, my goodness. Like, yeah, we have to be friends. And then um, he's also an extrovert as well. So we were just bound to link up at one point. But I honestly, I think that, like, I always call him, like, a brother to me because, you know, He makes me feel comfortable. Like, we could talk about anything. And, like, he's also, like, a safe place. Like, somebody I would always run to whenever I had problems. And we ground each
3: other. Yeah, I think your friends could definitely be at home. Because, you know, like I said earlier, when you're able to be completely yourself around somebody, that's just... That's the perfect scenario right there. Just like you could be complete yourself around your family. Once you could do that around your friend, they're basically your family. You just feel right at home. Yes, because if
2: I could walk past you with my bonnet on, we friends for life now.
1: <laughs> I know that's, that's right. true. That's the true test, right? You get on video chat with your bonnet, and everything <laughs> <Exactly>. is good. <laughs> yes, <laughs> with no makeup on, we friends 100%. for life. Now. <laughs> No, it's definitely true. Um, Friends can't be a home. I know for me, you know, a lot of my friends are my security. When I can go to someone, I can break down crying or I can go and share my excitement. And just as we mentioned earlier, not have any kind of judgment or not have any kind of um, rude talk or anything like that. um, You know, that's to me is described as a home, you know, and that could be that could be your family that you grew up with. But a lot of times it's based on the experience you go through and the people that you meet. So there are people that, you know, didn't start off as your biological family and um, and your friends. So an- another thing I wanted to, to bring up,
0: right, because, again, I said I'm reading this Michelle Obama book and uh, she she goes in to state and I quote, she says, not all of the people who sit at my kitchen table know one another. Well, some have never even met but collectively they are powerful. I lean on each individual at different times and in different ways, which is another thing worth recognizing about friendship. No one person, no one relationship will fulfill your every need. Do you guys believe that is true?
2: Yes. Yes. Different friendships serve you for different situations. That is very true. Yes. Okay. So
3: like you have your, well... I know, like, sometimes you have your friends that you just go out with. You have your friends that you vent to. Like, you have different friends that, you know, serve different reasons.
0: So, do you think if you lean on one friend for everything, that that becomes toxic? Oh, that's a good
2: question.
3: Good question. That's a very good question. Um, I don't necessarily think it's toxic if it goes both ways, right? I
2: don't,
0: I don't know. know. That, that's,
1: a hard,
2: that's a hard, that's a hard. <laughs> answer because, you know, sometimes you gotta check on your strong friends, even though that's somebody that you really, you know, lean on. Tell them everything, like, and they sometimes might not vent to you, and you always vent into them. I don't know if it's toxic, but um, I don't know. That's I, ooh, I don't know because I'm like I'm the friend that everyone comes to and tells me their problems, and I don't have a problem with that. I don't find that it's toxic for me, like. I feel like I'm like, again, I'm somebody that loves helping people. So if they come with me to their problems, I'm like, oh my God, yes, I'm going to be that heir. I'm going to help them. I'm going to, you know what I'm saying? But I don't, I don't consider it toxic. At least not for me. No, I don't consider it toxic. I don't know. Some might, might feel that way, but I don't feel that way. I don't,
1: I don't think it's toxic when you know this person well enough and you know that you can come to them for everything. I always observe the reactions of my friends, right? Like we might, we might be close. We might have been together for a long time and know each other really well, but I still do those checks where, you know, I can observe them for any kind of discomfort or anything like that. I feel like if, if it's transactional, as both of you guys are coming the same way, um, then, then it's not a toxic situation. But there are people that I go to for, uh, business goals and things that I have, because I know that that's what they're passionate about. There are people that I talk to more about working out for because I know that that's what they're passionate about. And another friend might not be interested in it. And so me going to one friend talking about my workout plan and how I'm doing this and and all that stuff might not be appealing to them. And so I'm not sure where the conversation would go. Um, And that could possibly very well be talked if I'm just talking about something that they have no interest in at all. So I think the important thing is to consistently do that check in your friendships to make sure that it, you know, it is going both ways. And as long as it's going both ways and everyone's good, then there's no toxicity at all. Oh, Jay, you hit that on the nail.
3: (laughs) (laughs) And I think it won't be toxic. if also you guys, as you say, it goes both ways. You guys have boundaries when those boundaries come into play. I don't I don't think I don't see it becoming toxic.
1: Absolutely. So. We talked a lot about uh we talked a lot about, you know, the friendship. We talked about all the positive side. Um, and then we touched on Shenquilla. Um, have any of you guys ever been in a situation to where a supposed friend has like put you in a dangerous situation? I told you I like my peace. <laughs> and a and dangerous situation could mean not necessarily like um, the unfortunate situation that Shanquala went into. But a dangerous situation could be like um, slander of some sort or... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, slander of some sort or talking about you behind your back or not standing up for you. Mm-hmm. I define that as a, di- a dangerous situation too because it's, they're not protecting your peace. And if you're not protecting my peace, Um, you put me in a dangerous situation. Okay. That person is no
2: longer in my life, but um, do we have to speak about the situation, or we're just asking—is this a yes or no? This
1: is a oh, you don't. Yeah, you can speak or or choose not to. It's totally fine.
2: I don't think she—that person—ever put me in a dangerous situation like that. No,
3: no. Okay,
2: but when I was younger, like that was my childhood relationships. But the, I I think that was because we were kids, so that's expected. Like I wasn't expecting no loyalty from when we were children but as this grown age you
1: know
2: i feel like what i've realized and my mom says this to me all the time too um i have a good read of people like although i could like i'll have one or two friends that i might not read too well but i have a good read on individuals and again if that bad energy i just feel it as soon as we link or if i'm coming to talk no i just don't even approach like it's it's not even happening so like yeah. you said, like being observant plays a big role in stuff like that. And at this grown age, like I said, you don't want to have those kind of problems. If we're still fighting and doing all that stuff at this grown age and our bones don't even appear like they used to. No, I can't do it. <laughs> <Not> your bones. Yeah, I a heart. He said it best. You will be in the hospital for 15 days.
3: <laughs> Not my bones. No, I don't know if, I have, if any of my friends put me in a dangerous situation. I don't remember. Not mm. that I can
0: think of on top of my head right now, no. Yeah, me personally, I haven't really dealt with that. I mean, there's people that I've I've cut off, but I think that's more so because we've outgrown each other. Not necessarily because they put me in a dangerous um situation or they've, you know, betrayed me in any
1: type of way. Right. Um, um, what about you, Jay? Yeah, I so I have had a few situations and um those that know me will hear me talk a lot about how I adjusted my circle over the last few years and I definitely feel at peace now um, in comparison to what I did then Uh, no one actually put me in that like a specific danger situation like you know what Shane Cruella had to go through like I wasn't in anywhere in particular but I had I had a friend that we used to do everything together with Um, and then our goals shifted. So, you know, my goals were certain things that I wanted to do for a career and I wanted to do for personal. And so that kind of pulled me in a different direction as far as like where I traveled to and the things that I put my attention to. And that person became upset. And as a result of that, um, attempted to slander. But the one thing I can say is that, you know, When you're staying true to yourself and true to everyone else around you, slander can only go so far. People know your character and people know uh, who you are as a person. It doesn't really go. And so unfortunately, you know, our friendship didn't continue. But I definitely think that, you know, me using my discernment allowed me to not have myself in an actual dangerous situation with that person. You know, it was something that I was able to catch before it even got to that point.
2: Wait. So, from what I'm understanding, you're saying this person tried to n- diminish your character because you
1: started hitting new goals. Absolutely. Toxic. That's, this is thing. <laughs> this is this is what we talk about. You know, friends serve a purpose for a certain time, and mm-hmm. and when and when you're you'll start seeing when that person is not serving um, any kind of purpose in your life anymore. We also talked about like how different friends have different goals and a true friend, a true friend should support you regardless of what you're doing. Whether it's, whether it's what they're, whether it's the same as what they're doing or whether it's different, I'm always going to be all of my friends, best cheerleader. I'm going to try to learn about what they're doing because, because I care about them because I, I want to be able to understand, to be able to have that conversation. And those are my personal expectations. And when, and when someone's not, Serving in that purpose, and they're they're not taking that same amount of effort that that I am as far as input in a friendship, then person got to go. Question
3: for you: Uh, Earlier, said, um, how like do you move on from that? Like, how did you move on? Like, was there like a final conversation for closure, or you just like walked away?
1: There was actual up actually a final conversation. Um, Initially that person responded with a lot of like anger and I don't do anger. Um, I don't do anger because I'm all about peace just as you guys are. So when someone comes at me angry, I'm like, okay, get your life together first and then come back to me when you're calm so we can have this actual conversation. So I let that person get their life together and come back to me, uh, when they were civilized and we had a conversation, um, I listened to what they said about how they felt. And I mean, ultimately, unfortunately came out as being, as being jealousy, which I don't understand because they had all kinds of things in life going for them, you know, but sometimes yeah. we can get so focused on that one person and we can take our mindset, our mind off of all the amazing things that, that we're doing ourselves important to be able to be that cheerleader for your friends um and also focus on your own goals too and and that person didn't do it so we ended up having a conversation more anger on their part i chose not to have that in my life and so i cut it off
2: mm-hmm. i'm sorry you had to go through that jay oh
0: sorry yeah we, t- we thought too about how you know friendships is also like establishing a romantic relationship, so with with that being in mind you know setting aside time and energy for for your friendships to to grow and deepen how important do you think that is in trying to maintain a healthy friendship with you know those individuals that you call your closest friends
2: i think like Trudy said you need to set boundaries when you set your boundaries then people know what lines to cross and what not what not to do because if you don't then that's how people learn how to overstep and just take advantage of you. So you have to definitely send your set your boundaries when you get into these adult friendships. Yeah, I agree with that. Because they will know what card to play and what card not to play with you.
0: That's true. Absolutely.
1: All right, guys. So we talked about we talked about again. We talked about Shanquella. Um, we talked about the unfortunate situation, um, that she went through. Um, I don't wish that on anyone. Um, I. Hope that this brings awareness to Shanquilla. Um Want to make it known that all of us stand in solidarity with Shanquella's family. Um, that we hope that she, uh, that justice is brought forth for everyone that was involved, for everyone that didn't stand up for her, for everyone that fought her and lied to her family about what happened. Um, we hope that the Mexican authorities, that they follow through, and that justice is served. Uh, we wish great friendships for all of you. Uh, we, uh, that's one of the things that we want to talk about today. Uh, and we thank you so much for, for listening. Um, make sure that you guys tune in on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, and on IG um, so that you can follow us. Um, and we thank you so much for listening.
0: Yeah, definitely. Thank you, D and True, for joining us on this episode and for giving your perspective, um, not only on Tranquilla Robinson's story, but also on what, you know, the meaning of friendship is, what it means to, you know, bring those to your kitchen table. Um, we hope that everyone who has listened that you enjoyed today's episode and enjoys today's conversation. And we look forward to your return um, next week as we talk about, you know, another topic that may be of of interest to all of you and may be relatable to all of you. Uh, And again, to my kings and queens, you are a product of the energy that you output to the world. So again, be intentional and spread peace and love and kindness always. Thanks.